Anyway, I think we're ready to record. Okay. Are you recording? You want me to stop it and start a new one? I don't care about that, but I just always thought the red light blinked, but it has the red circle and it's ticking up. I know how to tell if something's recording. (laughs) So it's recording? Yes. Okay. I think. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter. And today we will be listing off our best of 2021, I guess you would call it. So it is our favorite movies of the past year. And we're also going to do our favorite TV shows because I don't know if you've noticed, but we watch a lot of TV shows and we talk about them a lot. So without further ado, let's run that back. Well, we watched a lot of TV shows before August. Yes. That's when Matt had a baby. And so that's when all entertainment intake ceased, except for every three months a Marvel movie came out. <laughs> well, it didn't cease. It just slowed. Very heavily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, so now it's just all Ink Master, probably, or, you know. Mostly Jeopardy. Like Jeopardy. All right. Well, that's quick and easy, and I think we should just get into it. And so... I think we should do movies first because okay. Matt had a lot more TV shows that he enjoyed as opposed to movies that he enjoyed over the past year. And so I think, you know, we'll be able to kind of flip flop and everything. Um, I enjoyed this these movies yeah, yeah, yeah. in that I enjoy watching movies. Right. But like none of these movies are on my top yeah. 10 of the last 10 years. <laughs> so uh, are we recording? No. Okay. Um, this is all imaginary. We're not talking to anyone right now. Uh, Matt hit record. I can't see the screen. And, and uh, I'm, again, like I said, I'm just trusting it. He, it's recording right now. He keeps looking at it, though. <laughs> like, he's he's too scared to, to tell me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, we're going to start with movies. And I, I ranked mine. And I was able to write down seven movies that I felt like, okay, these are my the best of 2021. But really, fought. The top five is the only ones I really care to talk about. How many do you have? I have five. And are they ranked? I did rank them. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of rattle off my two honorable mentions. My number one was released in 2020. Okay. That's like slightly cheating, but (laughs) you know, we'll get to it when it comes to he, I think you had been saying it was released in 2020, but it wasn't available for you to watch until 2021. I think, the, I think the release date that I saw was like at a film festival. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's why Sonic the Hedgehog is your favorite. Um, you and that girl that was in Spider-Man oh No Way Home with you. She was so excited. <laughs> Tails is in this one. Anyway, so I'm going to just rattle off my honorable mentions real quick. Literally said, holy shit, when Knuckle <laughs> showed up. <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> so number seven, I have down Suicide Squad. The James Gunn film. Honestly. Okay, we're going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it later. <laughs> I liked it, but obviously it didn't make it onto my my number five, or my top five, I should say. Um, but I thought, especially, I mean, of Suicide Squad movies, it's the best one. <laughs> number six. I, I'm not going to talk about either of these very much, but number six is Eternals. I loved Eternals. I liked Eternals. Um, I like it more the distance the, you yeah. Get. yeah 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 the further i get from it so yeah so i, I feel like 
I'm coming up in your microphone and it's bothering me. I'm g- you're not going to hear it though when okay. when right. like okay. I hey, edit it. Look, I guess I'm just going to have to trust you. This isn't even recording anything. <laughs> <laughs> we have made it to our top 5 because those were my honorable mentions. So Okay. Why don't you hit me with your number 5? My number 5 was Mortal Kombat. I was wondering if you were going to put this down. <laughs> I you loved it. I, I I really did. Yeah, I really did. It was you know we covered it at length. Yeah. Um, in the Mortal Kombat episode, but I have been you know cover your ears, mom. I've been playing these Mortal Kombat games since I don't know since Mortal Kombat two was out. Right. And this movie was that Mortal Kombat video <laughs> game in movie form. Right. It was really well acted. I thought. Mom, um, you can uncover your ears. <laughs> the plot was as good as it could be. It just yeah. followed the plot of the video game. And the action and fight scenes were phenomenal, so I don't know what more you would want from a yeah, and um, I, Mortal Kombat movie. I liked it, too. Not to say I did I made it sound like, oh, yeah, you loved that movie. But I, knew I liked it, it more than you did. I knew it was going to show up on your list. My number five is one that I know you haven't seen. It is last night in soho the edgar wright movie that came out this oh, past this year was very good i liked it a lot it was very weird yeah. which i liked Works and well, edgar wright and it was beautifully shot so i mean it was just it was one that i really enjoyed that i went to a theater and saw it and if i'm remembering correctly i was the only person in the theater so it's almost like i, I rented being, it out i love being the only person in the theater it was great i got you i got your to, pants off yes actually uh-huh and then you and you hang them over the seat in front of you because you usually can't do that because there's someone right, there. Right, exactly. If there's no one there, you can still hang the. Well, pants. I'll still do that as mm-hmm. long as there's not someone sitting directly in front of me. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could be on the sides. Right. Yeah, yeah. Behind you. Right. Exactly. So yeah, so that was nice. I had the seat in front of me and all the other ones, so I could put my shirt over. I could put my. So what socks. was last night in Soho about? I don't know. I was just doing my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but it was it was like a a girl that was starting um, fashion school and she moved to the city. She was like a, a girl from like out in the country of England. She moved to Soho and south of Houston Street and she started having these like dreams. It's almost like she moved into a to a, an apartment that was like haunted. She has these dreams about this other girl she like takes over this girl's body and is like living out that girl's life in the past every night when she goes to sleep and it you know she struggles with is this a real thing or am i just dreaming and she's kind of like having this her like mom had some sort of mental breakdown Mm -hmm. and so she's worried that it's her i don't know it was like this really weird crazy thing that seemed like if i knew a lot about like that time period of England, the, like back in the day, I'd mm-hmm. probably be catching all these references and being like, oh my God, they he brought back that theater as if it was... What's back in the day? How long ago? I feel like it was like 60s, 70s oh, okay. kind of time, um, just based on like what it looked like. But what was awesome and something I didn't even realize, like I didn't notice it and say like, this is what they're doing. But when I learned what it was, I looked back and thought that makes a lot of sense is that I read that for the whole first part of the movie, before she has that first dream, they had all the sound design coming out of, like, limited amount of speakers. Like, let's say the center speaker as opposed to the surround sound. Right, right. And then when she has the dream, it goes into 70s England. It goes widescreen. That's the first time the mix hits surround sound. That's really cool. I didn't, like... 
I wasn't able to say that, but like in the movie, you feel like, oh, it feels like it just got so much bigger in here. Right. And so it's like things like that are why you go see like he's a Edgar really Wright. he's a really really good filmmaker. He, they know what they're doing. It um, just makes me really want to see his Ant Man movie. <laughs> yeah, if only we could go into that uh, that other timeline. Um, we might talk about timelines later on. But uh, what was your number four? My number four was the Suicide Squad. Oh right, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for saying <laughs> Suicide Squad, but. You know, in 2021 is when I first watched the the first Suicide Squad, so that's my favorite movie. Number seven is the okay. other. Okay, you're 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 being an asshole right now. Yeah, I'm and just I, kidding. I don't appreciate. It. <laughs> just kidding. No, that would never show up on a list, <laughs> except maybe worst movies ever made. But go ahead. Um, but the Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, just it was just so much fun. It was the comparison for DC versus Marvel that everyone always has is oh, Marvel injects humor. Mm-hmm. Well, they DC went and got one of the Marvel guys and had him make a DC movie. Hey, do what you did over there. And and he did. Yes, he did. But they also told him, hey, it can be rated R. Right. And boy, was it rated R. Right. The violence, <laughs> the everything. Whole, all it the was. Content. John Cena was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of the Peacemaker uh, TV series yet, but I'm sure it's great. And I, I, I did really like how they acknowledged that the other Suicide Squad squad movie existed yeah but like didn't play right. off it wasn't a sequel but like it it's was like, there yeah harley quinn's the same person right right waller's the, the same way. person right like yeah what was your number four? i also obviously liked the suicide squad but my number four is shang chi the legend of the ten rings shang chi is one that the further i get from it you don't like it not that i don't like it i'm just nowhere near as excited as i was right when it ended when i think about it i think about how like how much story was in that movie without it feeling like it was going on forever plot heavy right i think about how well it was like you know unfolded because you had his whole backstory from when he was a kid and his dad his mom and i just feel like you know, they gave you just the right amount of that story throughout the movie so that it would hit every emotional beat the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you have Trevor Slattery. And I mean, yeah, it was a it, it was a great movie, uh, especially as far as Marvel movies go. I talked about in the original episode how I keep wanting to say it's the best origin story movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at all the origin story movies and you say, oh, maybe it falls down, 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 down. But it at least felt like in the moment, oh, we finally got like a new character, like, and we get to see where that goes forward. And I do want to say a big point of debate on that Shang-Chi episode was, is Guardians of the Galaxy an origin story? And you came in and you said, yeah, obviously, because at the beginning of the movie, did the Guardians of the Galaxy exist? I wanted to say I was on Disney Plus scrolling through, and they have a category on Marvel that's origin stories. Oh, and Guardians of the Galaxy is in that section. Absolutely, they must listen to the podcast. <laughs> they do. That's what I, I. That's what I'm assuming. I mean, uh, that's the only logical explanation. The the thing that bothers me more and more the further I get from it is the dragon at the end. What about it? I would have preferred, and I understand why they had it be a big CGI dragon. Uh huh. If they used a real wild dragon, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, I would have preferred if it was just like a super long, drawn out, badass kung fu fight scene between oh. him, him and his dad. Yeah, that could have been cool. Of course, and like I said, I, I get why they do they go bigger because it's Marvel. Which he had a good fight with his dad. It just it wasn't, wasn't as drawn enough. out as you. It wanted. wasn't lo- like I wanted from when it started 
to when the end of the dragon fight yeah ended yeah that's what how i want it would have been cool for sure yeah you think about like jet lee movies jackie chan movies which regardless of that not being there i think the kung fu they had was awesome the the bus scene was awesome what's your number three my number three and this is cheating a little bit okay this is number three is where i start getting into the movies that like you actually loved right right okay it's cheating a little bit because it's actually three movies in one and i can tell you that i'm sure that i've made the same cheat later down the list (laughs) and it's fear street (laughs) the fear street trilogy oh my god so much fun yeah and i'll just talk about it with you now and then when it comes up i'll let you know but for sure it just a a really well-made slasher movie yes three times Mm mm-hmm introducing all kinds of backstory and lore and legend mm-hmm. um kind of seamlessly obviously it right. took three movies to do it but how well they were able to introduce completely new i guess it's not completely new because it's a book but, but in the movies right universe. right was just really really impressive mm-hmm. and then would you say well acted uh, okay acted for a horror movie better in certain <laughs> spots than others yeah um, yeah i think they had to like kind of get comfortable in the character because i do think it got better as it went on right right and then as for as slasher movies go i yeah. mean just really cool like kills fun action scenes i mean can you think like if we were doing a list of best dialogue in movies of 2021 are you going to find something better than good is evil <laughs> good is evil but good good is evil will go down as as a classic <laughs> and it was one of the only things other than the other two i have above it yeah this year that i went out and i told several people yeah you have to watch this i have to this is good yes good is evil <laughs> this is evil <laughs> this is evil what do you mean oh, oh good you'll, is you'll understand you'll get it <laughs> they watch the first one I mean, I don't get it. Keep watching. Keep watching. Third movie, end of the movie. They're halfway oh. through the third movie, and they're like, all right, now we're in the 1600s. I just don't <laughs> understand. 1500s. You're like, you're like don't forget about that janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but too many spoilers. All right, so my, my number three is one that I know you didn't like and actually didn't finish, but I, I still loved it. It was Bo Burnham's Inside. It's more like a special, but I'm counting it as okay. a movie okay. here. A little bit of a cheat. A you little know, bit. two movies that aren't on your list and included in that <laughs> movie. But... And you included three movies as your number three. <laughs> um, but I loved the music. I loved the vibe. I loved how it was shot. I loved that it was all by himself. Like... Everything about it was really fun to me. I think I talked about it on another episode you as did. well, but and I know like you said you you said it just felt way too pretentious and you couldn't get through it and I understand he, that, but some of his stuff really his earlier stuff yeah is is really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the the pretentiousness I'm I'm pretty sure is like a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He comes he makes himself seem more like an asshole. But I'm not a hundred percent sure it's <laughs> yeah, a character. It's almost part a, of it. Which is a testament to him. Yes, yes, yes. But it makes me not like, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in this one obviously he plays that up to eleven. Yeah, he's and he's alone the whole time. Right. And I just it's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. I wanna like him. That's fine. And so really just as far as like filmmaking goes this year, one of the more impressive things that was done, um, given it was just him right, and his home right. and everything. So 
absolutely loved that. I watched that multiple times, and so it had to go on the list. It almost was going to be number five, but I just... The other movies, I didn't watch as many times. I watched that one multiple times. Um, so, yeah, what's your number two? My number two was Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, and I'll let you know, my number two is Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Again, this this is one, one of the first... Oh, no, I guess I went and saw Shang-Chi and Eternals in theaters as well. But, again, I was, like, by myself in Shang-Chi and mm-hmm. Eternals. Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. it was, you're back in the theater. Yeah. You're back in kind of a crowded theater. It was very crowded, yeah. Um, you're back seeing movies with people again. Yes. Um, so, I'm sure that played into it a little bit. And then just the execution of this movie. It was so good. It was. <laughs> it was so good. It it was, I mean, I wrote down that it was the best Marvel movie in a while. And it's like, obviously, 2020 didn't even like really have any, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess since Avengers. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like still like a lot of people will say this, like Endgame isn't as good as Infinity War to a lot of people. And I totally get that. So it's like really since Infinity War, like. There hasn't been a movie that was a Marvel movie that was like this and this good to me. This just also played very heavily on nostalgia. Right. And of as course. much as I don't want nostalgia to get Dictate. me. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to sit here and spoil, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home for people that haven't seen it. But man, they they really hit you from so many different angles mm-hmm. as far as the emotions go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people and plot and i mean it was just incredible right it, it, it was it incredible was, it was really well done it was a juggling act that they had to do perfectly and they did yeah it's kind of funny how we're talking about it given it's our number two both of us put this at number two on the <laughs> right. list and we have probably one of our longest podcasts of the year just only talking about <laughs> that movie right but i mean i just feel like it's one of those things that kind of can't be said enough like it's one of the reasons you like want to go to a theater to watch a movie is that vibe. And I've talked about how I had some teenagers behind me that were just like <laughs> so obnoxious. <laughs> but that's kind of fun too. Like I, you don't have that happen all the time like, right. to be able to talk about it. I wasn't I mean, able to put my pants. <laughs> I don't like the obnoxious of yeah. it all. But my, my theater experience I enjoyed yeah, with, yeah. with people reacting. With the Sonic girl and the... The other people, the girl that like was the oh biggest fan. I guess I'm I'm actually gonna censor out the name that I just said just in case someone hasn't seen it, <laughs> but that person's biggest fan. But yeah, so I mean I'm on the edge of my seat right now for what your number one is, your other cheat since it came out in twenty twenty. Okay, so this came out in twenty twenty. Right. But I did not see it until twenty twenty one. Okay. And I would venture a guess that a lot of people yeah. haven't seen this movie. Okay. The kid detective. Oh, I, I should have thought of it. You loved this movie. It was. It was so good. And I still haven't seen and, it. And it's such a simple idea yeah. of this kid that grew up being the town detective right. solving crimes like, you know, who stole my homework and right. who, you know, put a something in the gymnasium right. or you know, whatever it is, little dumb dumb uh mysteries that you would read about in like the hardy boys or nancy drew Mm -hmm. what if he grew up thinking that he was an actual detective (laughs) 
and yeah. then stuck in that mindset had to solve a real actual crime. Right. I need to watch this. It movie. was it was so good because you also love murder mystery. Right. I, right. I feel like that might be something that comes up again, but <laughs> you do love murder mystery. So like the fact that there even was a movie like that available for you to watch, of course, it's going right. to be your number and it one. Was, it was so much fun. And Adam Brody is a lot better of an actor than I <laughs> imagined that he was. Is that who the main character yes. is? Huh. Yes. Yes. Um, and it, it, he's really, he's really good. I think it. he was in Gilmore Girls as like a little character. Yeah, he was in like the OC or something. He was in really random stuff yeah, back then. Yeah. Well, my number one's not much of a suspenseful one because I already mentioned it was on my list and it's the only <laughs> one left, but Fear Street. And right. if you need me to say one in particular, I put 1978, the second mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. but it's really the whole trilogy for me. And I just, same with you and Murder Mystery, you love those. I love horror. And so, you know, you mention. Was the acting that great and stuff? Who cares? I, I I loved it from beginning to end. But I think that those actors, I would I would have to believe, are capable of giving oh, yeah. real good performances. Yeah. But that was part of the performance is that it's supposed to be a little bit cheesy, a and, little bit over the top. And that's another reason why 1978 was good is because I, I felt like the acting took a huge jump at right. the camp. And it's just like from beginning to end, like it all wrapped around so nicely. And I just feel like you need to have a good ending, like especially if you're going to make us sit through an entire trilogy of movies that you're releasing. And then it's not just the movie. Like I liked, you know, doing the guests on the podcast and all that stuff. And I liked you having the epilogue, that fourth episode. I liked (laughs) you listening to the episodes and then calling me and being like, (laughs) Like, what the hell was this part? Like, it, it was just like kind of a nice time. Right. Um, I loved not having you on the podcast oh, pretty, sure. is pretty much sure. what I'm trying to say. Right. But Fear Street was just so good. From a horror movie fan perspective, it was like, it was made specifically for me. And so I loved watching that. And it's probably the one that I've recommended the most out of anything. Right. It's kind of impossible to recommend a Marvel movie at this point because it's like, Either you're if watching you're them or you're it, not. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh man, they were so good. That's what I kept saying about Spider-Man is like, why even put any of the surprises in the trailers? Yeah. You're not getting any new people to go see it. It's like a Christopher Nolan movie. Like they always do the trailers and you have no idea what's going on. It's like, because the people that are going to go see that just have to see a film by Christopher right, Nolan exactly. and it's done. So at this point, Marvel just go... Spider-Man's coming out in December. And we're like, sweet, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine a world where you had no idea Doc Ock was going to be in it? Like, or just anything. Could you imagine going to that? Yeah, that's how how movies used to be. I know. It's just crazy. I mean, but you also, when you were younger, you weren't paying as much attention, I think, also. Because I'm sure that they were spoiling the shit out of movies in the trailers back in the day. That was our best of 2021. I felt like there were some pretty good movies. They were mostly Marvel movies. (laughs) But a few other ones kind of snuck in there. And there were probably other great ones that we didn't watch. But, uh, you know, too much comes out. We started watching Cruella and I enjoyed that. Right. Um, But do you think it was on its way to make it onto this list? I mean, all it had to do was be better than Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) Was it better than Mortal Kombat? It could be. Got to finish it. Yeah, haven't finished it. We started watching Encanto. Oh, that's probably... That's got, that's gotta that's got be. potential. That's got to be. I haven't started watching it, but right. I could bet that would be one or two. <laughs> 
So, but other than movies, we did also watch a lot of TV shows. F9. And we talk about TV shows a lot on the podcast. Um, You know, it really started as let's make a podcast about movies, but it really comes around to let's just make a podcast about the things that we like. So I want to say that we do the top three. That's fine. I just ranked them. So I'm going to just kind of rattle off my fourth and fifth honorable mentions, and I'm not going to talk much about them. I can almost guarantee one of them is on your list. You don't have to say anything about it if it is, but I'm just letting you know. Number five for me is The Expanse. And The Expanse... That one was on my list. (laughs) It's not. Is probably my favorite show that was on TV. Um, It's a sci-fi show. Literally started on sci-fi, got canceled, Uh, picked up by Amazon. That's not your favorite number five. But the reason I didn't put it in the top three is because technically it's been ongoing for years and the final season started in December of 2021. So it's just, it kind of felt like a little bit of a cheat. Oh, I should really take Jeopardy off. The final season premiered. I loved it. It was, I wish that it went on more. It's based on a book series. They only did like six of the books out of like 12 and said like, we're stopping, but it was great. So that's my number five. Definitely watch The Expanse if you haven't. It's on Amazon. My number four is Only More Murders in the Building. And that was recommended by Matt. And honestly, it was so much better than I expected it to be. (laughs) But I'm not going to say too much about it because it's an honorable mention. But yeah, so I'll just say my number three. We'll kind of go into it. My number three is WandaVision. And it's really that, you know, Marvel released, what, four or five shows? I think four shows this year. And I really enjoyed watching all of them. Oh, five. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching all of them. But I'm not going to sit here and put a bunch of Marvel shows. And WandaVision was my favorite one. First one. And it was my favorite. It's kind of partially because of the content and how much I love Wanda as a character and everything that happened. And then it's also part of, you know, that was the start of we're watching Marvel tonight. Like, let's get our take out. Let's watch Marvel. Like, it was just a really good time. Like, Mm -hmm. you really looked forward to Friday. And so, that's it made it on. My number three is Loki slash WandaVision. (laughs) (laughs) The cheat right away. (laughs) I also didn't want to do um, a a bunch of Marvel movies. They were all good. And I couldn't decide between Loki and WandaVision. For sure. So, WandaVision, for all the same reasons as you, really such an interesting... The way that each episode was a different... Decade. Decade stylistically of TV. Yeah. And then they folded that into what Wanda was doing because she grew up watching this, you know, old American TV. Yes. I just thought it was really genius. And then to have it really delve deeply into dealing through grief. Yes. When you're a suit. Was a lot more than I expected out of a And what's good about it is like, it really looked at it as like, imagine you had her abilities. Right. Like, it made you kind of look at yourself and be like, I'd probably do the same thing. Right, exactly. And so it it really hit it like a real level. Right. That you're not expecting from like a superhero show. Right. And then Loki was right up there with it for me, but right, for right. different reasons. <laughs> right. Just for what it meant to the Marvel, the MCU. Yes. And I mean, you put Tom Hiddleston <laughs> as Loki on my TV yes. and I'm, I'm, I'm in. With it's a surprise, great chemistry with Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson expected. was phenomenal. Yeah, both show. great shows. My number two is Midnight Mass. And it almost didn't make it on the list because I forgot it came out this year, which <laughs> probably doesn't speak highly of it. But man, I loved this show. It was so 
so good. It also and it was it's technically a limited series. Right. It's not like any, you know any more are going to come out. I, I that's a TV series for me. Like <laughs> okay. whatever you want to say, it was on TV. It was on streaming. I watched it on my TV. <laughs> but Midnight Mass was scary and it was dark and just very had very very like it had a lot to say so that I, I was not expecting right and i keep trying to nail down mike flanagan <laughs> yes the guy that made midnight mass like oh this, haunting of hill house this is where he's gonna go next right. and it's always it's always something completely unexpected yeah but when it's done you're like oh yeah it's that was the one place like it the, was supposed to go. The same category as... Yes, yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't even know if I'm explaining it correctly. You, cause but you, you watch Hill House, yes. and you watch Bly Manor, mm-hmm. and you watch Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. and you watch all these things that he that he does, and they're wildly different, but they're mm-hmm. the same. I don't, I don't yes, know Yes, they are. You're right. Because they, they all have those same... They all have those same themes. They all have the same types of characters. Because, like, Doctor Sleep, for sure. Uh, Midnight Mass. And I would say at least some of the characters in Hill House and some of the characters in Bly Manor are this, like, kind of lonely person that right. is fighting through a lot of difficult things and right. not seeking help. That's that's definitely a common theme. Um which makes you wonder. I mean, but it's got to be experience. Told, yeah. <laughs> told in such wildly different stories. A hundred percent. But he has this interesting thing about him that I love where he's not afraid to do things that like on paper probably sound really stupid. Mm-hmm. But then he puts it in and you're like, oh shit, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you don't know for sure if there's a monster albatross in Midnight Mass. Right. People just hear wings and see what they expect is a large bird. Right. And you think like, oh, haha. But as it goes on, you're like, is this albatross like real? Like it's kind of, <laughs> you kind of start getting scared and you're like, am I scared of a bird? But, right. it, and it's something that it's like, it sounds stupid. Should I put it in a horror show? And it's awesome. Right. That show was awesome. It was. What's your number two? My number two is only murders in the building. Okay. <laughs> as stated earlier. Yes. Very into murder mysteries. Yes. If there's one thing that I love more than murder mysteries, it's good comedy. Yes. And you've got Steve Martin right. and Martin Short and the obvious third to that group, Selena Gomez. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just not necessarily being overtly funny. Right. I mean, throw Nathan Lane in there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, But just, I mean, I'm sorry. Everything that Martin Short does is hysterical which and that that's the thing that's good about like people like steve martin and martin short and um nathan Nathan lane Lane. and then i mean it's not like not for nothing like selena gomez was up there with them like it's not like she the whole time but their style in a way Mm -hmm. is like they take the situation very seriously Mm -hmm. They're not trying to make a joke out of it. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, even in a comedy, they yes. don't, they play it very straight. It's very straight. All but of But this wasn't a comedy. No, but it, like, was. It's like, because it's like them with their... <laughs> They're idiots. Yeah. Right. Like, them with their, like, gut milk thing that they ended up getting. And so then <laughs> yeah. every, like, few episodes, you just see them sitting there chugging down the, the gut, gut milk. milk. And it's like, it's just funny. Right. Like, when you see right. that. Um, but then on top of it, I'm sorry, this is your No, thing. it's fine. But on top of it, 
it wasn't just a murder mystery. It was good. It had so many twists. It was a good mystery. That I did not right. see coming. Exactly. It had, I don't want to spoil it, but it had something that was like original that I've never seen in a murder mystery before. So it's like, mm-hmm. people should watch it. No, it was, it was, it was very, very, very good. I can't wait for season two. I always think like, did they just catch lightning in a bottle or, you know, before the show ends? And then the way that they set up that next mystery, mm-hmm. pretty much, made me feel like it seems like they know where they're going right, with it. Exactly. You know? So like, I don't feel like too nervous that the second season's going to be like a shell of well, the first one. I'm wondering how many. Ooh, I just I just thought of a number one that's different than your number one. Yeah. Okay, that's okay, fine. So mine's, I'm gonna have four. So say your new number two. What was your number one? but is now your second number two. Okay. My new number two is Midnight Mass. Okay. I was wondering if that was going to be it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about it before. Yeah, we did. And you loved it. I did. It's it's funny to me. I was thinking, like, as I was watching it, I was like, I'm at a point now where, again, like Nolan or like Marvel, you put Mike Flanagan's name on something, don't tell me what it's about. I'm mm-hmm. watching it. I'm mm-hmm. in. And the way I got introduced to him was Carrie was watching Hill House. Mm. And he, she's like, you want to watch this? And I had no interest. Right. She's like, you really should watch this. This is really good. And it took me like five or six months before I was like, all right, fine, I'll start it. Right. And now it's, you know. Oh, this is. She doesn't even I like just now scary stuff the, anymore. A masterpiece. <laughs> right. I just watched a 10 out of 10 <laughs> right. movie right. or show. Right, right. So I'll do my number one and then you can do your yeah. number one. Okay. Mine is, again, kind of a limited series kind of thing. I really went back and forth on if it was if I should consider it a movie, like documentary, or if I should consider it a show. But my number, if it was considered a movie, it would be my number one movie. Oh, but wow. I'm considering it, is it a show. The Beatles Get it Back? It is The Beatles Get Back. I haven't watched it yet. I, let me tell you something. I wasn't even a big fan of The Beatles. Really? I liked, there was a movie years ago called Across the Universe that mm-hmm. was like a musical of the Beatles music and I liked that mm-hmm. and then you know you can't not know Beatles songs right. just listening and they're good well dad really liked the Beatles yes he, he did the Beatles records and so it's like I always thought like in my mind I knew they're talented and like you know probably yeah. one of the most famous groups ever in the world that's what I've heard is that it kind of sheds but a new you light you watch it and you're like oh it's a different level and then not just that but they're being filmed at a point as a group where they're deteriorating. Right. And so it's like you get to watch this thing and without getting too far into it, they are creatively unmatched. I mean, I I just don't know. Like I've never really seen much of other people in the recording studio, Mm -hmm. but like, I mean, Paul McCartney just sits down and just like fucking writes, let it be. (laughs) Right. And you're just like, Oh, you just did that. (laughs) Oh, and that's, let it be right (laughs) and and then but on top of that you always hear these rumors of you know of course no one knows what happened right with the beatles but you're watching it and you're thinking simultaneously you're watching them fall like apart Mm -hmm. but you're also watching oh they love each other Mm -hmm. they are friends and so they just can't work together anymore and so it's just amazing watching that and then without spoiling too much it's just oh, I, you can spoil it. Uh, the Beatles are no longer together. <laughs> Not that part. Oh, okay. 
they do this thing in the documentary because they're they're writing the album let it be Mm -hmm. they they do this thing in the documentary where like you know you see them sitting there i mean they're it's hours this is a long thing yeah it's like three parts and so much of it is just them screwing around Mm -hmm. and so directed by little pd jackson (laughs) they'll start playing a song Mm -hmm. and you've heard them play it 15 times at this point and they're like and then like it'll fade in text on the screen that says um this is on the album and i start crying (laughs) i'm like holy shit i'm watching it happen (laughs) right right right, And, right. and what's cool about it is like I said, you've watched him do it 15 times, and there's nothing really different about this one. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, I like that one better, right. you know? And as it gets closer to the end of the documentary, that happens more and more. Right. And you're like, holy shit, <laughs> great documentary. I, I definitely, definitely want to watch it. Even if you don't like the Beatles, like right. I said. Because now I'm like, oh, I love the Beatles. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen their documentary. So what's your number one? My new number one that just struck me at the last minute yes. is Ted Lasso. Oh, I don't know how you forgot. <laughs> I haven't even watched all of it, but it like, is, you talk it, about that it show. It is uh, comedy at its finest. Yes. It, without getting into too much, Yes. Uh, 2021 was a really, really rough year uh-huh. uh, for me and my family. Yes. Um, and the relentless positivity (laughs) and joy in the face of adversity and in the face of in the show it's people actively working against you yeah yeah, yeah. in our lives it felt like the universe (laughs) you know Ted Lasso is unstoppably positive right right it was just a a beam of light yes um with a great story and a great Mm -hmm. cat but and then just laugh out loud funny i'm not joking every single episode (laughs) every single episode had some part where i had to pause it because i was laughing and i was gonna miss the next joke right right um so definitely (laughs) definitely definitely ted lasso oh man that's it that's our best of 2021 you got movies you got tv shows you've got real heartfelt reasons why you like everything (laughs) so i mean i don't know what more you could ask for Except that maybe 2022 have some better choices of movies. <laughs> and the TV show game was good, but let's get some more movies that we can sprinkle in other than Marvel movies, right? right? Well, and I think a lot of stuff just wasn't being yeah. made or released. All right. So that was our best of 2021. You can let us know what you think about that, what your favorites were, because we have an email address. It's let's run that back pod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, Let's Run That Back. Our website is letsrunthatback.com. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter. Our opinions. I don't even know what that is. And thanks for listening. Bye. Was it recording? No. <laughs>